Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's baseball podcast. Today is, I actually have the date from the other day, but today is the 13th and it's Wednesday of July, 2022. This is our 37th episode. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, we just ask to give us a little five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, or if you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate it. If you subscribe, if you already haven't, hit that little bell, notifies you every time a new video comes out. And, uh, you know, uh, by the way, giveaway is still going on guys we're getting your entries we got a few already guys you know keep uh you know chipping them in and if you don't know about the giveaway check our posts for it um on all social media platforms and uh if anything i believe it was uh two episodes ago so episode 35 has all the details if you guys want to go back and listen to that one by the way your host dominic martino here with my co-host my brother partner in crime matthew on matt how you doing today brother doing good man doing good you know not a little like goes action so Oh, nice. Yeah. If you guys can't tell, I eat very well. Um, I'm not the skinniest person. <laughs> same uh, here. Same here. A couple big guys. Yeah. I mean, I got dad bod, you know, but I'm not like a fat, fat son of a gun. But you yeah, know. at least you got the excuse that you're actually a dad. I don't have that excuse. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But uh, I guess let's hit this. So, yeah, um, my brother, let's let's keep it going with the finger on the pulse as always, right? Yeah. So we're going to start off with somebody that um, I think has finally figured out that their pitch don't work. Um, and, uh, I'll stop teasing it and that's Blake Snell. Well, real uh, quick, I, I, Matt, I know Matt's super hype guys, but what we're talking about on the finger on the pulse is going to be guys that players that have rebounded from a tough start. Just wanted to go. throw the caveat out there. Thank all, you. all right, Matt, are you ready to rant? Go for it, brother. Go for it. Sorry. I, you know, I just had a, you know, two pump. He's excited. Ready, uh, it's all right. So we'll cut you a little slack. You know, it's one of those things where this guy, Blake Snell finally realized like halfway through last year that his changeup just doesn't work. So if you oh guys God. have seen what he've done, what he's done in the last two starts, like it's like Blake, Blake Snell of old, it's freaking amazing. So let me tell you what it is. If you haven't know, haven't seen what he's been doing. So his last start against San Francisco, he got the W 11 Ks in six innings with a one five ERA and a 0.83 whip. Okay. Guess how many changeups were thrown? Zero, zero changeups. Hold on. The week before, right, against the Dodgers. A really good team. A really good team, right? 12 case, 1-8 ERA, and the whip was a smidge bit high, but I think he got a little excited he was striking guys out because it was a 1-6-0 whip. So another 0-0 changeup. And then the week before that against the Phils, he threw one. He had a 6-3-5. Okay? Tells you that pitch is now, I think, has been hit and thrown in the garbage. Blake Snell, let me give you a piece of advice. This is man-to-man. I love you to death. You have all the talent in the world. You stupid bozo. Stop throwing the damn changeup. Okay? And you can take me to fantasy glory. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Well, Matt, you know better than anybody probably. Sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> it's all good. We appreciate it, my brother. We appreciate the enthusiasm over here. 
But as you know, like I said, better than probably anyone. I'm I'm probably one of Blake Snell's biggest fans, and I'm also one of his biggest haters over the past couple of years. Um, Blake Snell, ever since the year he won the Cy Young in my big keeper league, I've kept him and kept him and kept him until you know, like the last couple of years where he really kind of you know hit that, that that downhill stretch. But you know what? As Matt said, it's really just the change up. Anyone that's paying attention or you know knows anything about you know fantasy baseball knows that Blake Snell, when he's not throwing the changeup, he's absolutely dominant, right? So as Matt gave you, you know, what he um, has been done recently, let's go over those first seven starts, though, and see what he's improved from, right? Uh, over his first seven starts, he had a 560 ERA, and he had a 145 whip, right? So now he's working his way back down. You know, the ERA has gotten a little bit lower to the 466. The whip's gotten a little bit lower. So you know what? Uh, we like what Blake Snell's doing over here, and I think, you know, he's primed for a pretty big second half if he can keep it rolling um this week he does get cores though so i'd be a little bit you know a little bit a little bit hesitant to maybe start him this week you know i got him in one of my other leagues and i'm not sure if i'm going to pull the trigger on that one yet but if you know if you don't have any better options probably definitely a start but you know what guys as matt said we're very excited to see what blake snell is going to do in the second half right so let's go with uh, another one of matt's boys you know i'll take a little bit of the lead here you know i was i was kind of high on this guy going into the season i kind of started fading him a little bit you know more as uh you know things went on but, uh, you know, Mr. Logan Webb, he's absolutely, you know, been dominant lately. But, you know, he did get off to a little bit of a, a slow start. So uh, let's see if I can get those numbers for you here across his. Um... We know what the thing is. It's funny because, yeah, he. all right, let's let's go with his first 11 starts, right? Let's see his first 11 starts, what those numbers look like. Bear with me a second. So over his first 11 starts, he threw 66 innings, had a 3.82 ERA. And the whip was whip was a little bit higher than that. Whip looks like it was like a one three around there. So, you know, but he's been a lot better over his, you know, what is it? His last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts. So let's give you his last seven starts numbers, right? Let me pull those up, guys. Just bear with me. You know, I also got Logan Webb on a bunch of my other teams too, you know, so I, I am, I am a fan. So, oh, okay, here we go. His last six starts, right? Um, it's 40 innings. It's a one, one, three ERA for Logan Webb over his last six starts. And the whip has come down tremendously as well. It's actually right under one. It's like a 099 whip. So he's been absolutely dominant. He has a great park to pitch in. Um, the, you know, I, I think the buy low window on him has passed, so you might not be able to, you know, get him on a deal anymore. But Mr. Logan Webb, another guy that just looks like he's bouncing back, primed for a, a big second half here for the San Francisco Giants. So let's just put it in perspective. Dom hated on me for how high I had him. Okay. Yeah, but I have him on all my other teams, though, pretty much. That's so because I, you I listen to the him. fantasy MVs. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> But I had Logan Webb coming into the year, number third. Well, you can't really see it. I'm sorry. Number 13 pitcher coming in the year. I got to okay? check where I have him now, where I had him. Okay. Logan Webb, I drafted legitimately everywhere. And I think he, I, I said he was going to be primed for a good year. And he started Actually, off yeah, real slow. Yeah, you did. You had him in like the I, 30s. I, I, no, I had him at 21. I did fade him going in. I had him higher, but I, I wound up fading him a little bit see? towards the end of the draft season. So Logan Webb, truther. Okay. He has just been bananas. And this is what I thought he was going to do, right? He's not like this lights out K per nine guy, right? Even though he had over a K per nine last year in 148 innings, he threw 158 Ks, right? But it's nothing astronomical. But he only threw 148 Ks. I think if he were to get a little bit more innings this year, 
versus last year, which it looks like he's on pace to do right now because he's already at 111. Yeah, he'll pass those innings. He'll pass as it. He stays, as long as he stays healthy. Right. Yeah. You know, God willing, knock on wood. Yeah, I think, <laughs> of course, of course. I think we might see him start really, really, really killing it because, I mean, he's really – he's been – bonkers like his last start against arizona i mean it's arizona still eight k's in six innings um you know he's at least a k per nine in every start so i'm very happy with his production and he's right now on the year after having that terrible start that dom mentioned you know what he is on the year he's at a 282 for 20 for this year when he started off at a high threes he has fixed whatever the hell was wrong and is now kind of taking that turn for the best. And I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Logan Webb has got in store for us in the second half. Man, he's been absolutely dominant lately. I mean, I need everybody to get back on page with him because personally, I was ready to cry, crawl up in a ball because my fantasy teams look like hell. But I, I just realized you're doing I just, better. You're doing, you're doing better, my brother. I, I, I just, see you. I see you. I just drafted for the second half. Apparently, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody just has to get healthy. But um, I hear you, my brother. I think I, I've had enough talking about him, and we're going to move on to somebody that I don't have anywhere and I was completely wrong about. Me too, dude. And honestly, if you if you want to talk about vibing off you, I took a little bit of your vibe off of this one, and that's uh, Mr. Robbie Ray, right? Mm-hmm. This guy, you know what? During the first uh, 12 starts, I was like, you know what? You know, Matt was pretty much right, and I, I faded him too. I, I dropped him super low. I, him I had in the 30s, I'll be honest with you, the low 30s at that. But let's, uh, let's look at his first 12 starts here for Robbie Ray. You know, he pitched 70 innings over those starts. He had the Ks, 77 Ks, but the ERA was a 497, right? So that's absolutely horrendous. The whip was up there too. The whip was looking like, you know, a 1-4 whip, you know, a little bit higher than that even. So it really wasn't a great start for Robbie Ray in Seattle. But man, has he figured it out uh, lately, right? So let's give you his stats over his last six starts, right? So for Robbie Ray, his last six starts, 39.2 innings. Uh, 46 strikeouts. Matt, you want to talk about a low ERA lately? An 091 ERA for Robbie Ray over his last six starts. Um, batters are only hitting 135 against him over his last six starts. Looks like Robbie Ray is, you know, uh, reverting back to that Cy Young caliber that he was at last year. And uh, just another guy that I think is primed for a big second half. Um, his numbers still aren't looking super fantastic. You know, it's a three, five, one ERA on the year. You still might be able to throw a, a little buy low offer on him at the moment, probably better than Logan Webb. And, um, uh, well, Blake Snell's a different story, but uh, you could probably still buy low on him, guys. But uh, with Robbie Ray, man, uh, I, I just I, I think he's going to be great. I always like Robbie Ray. I was also a year off on him. I, I was drafting him everywhere during the COVID year, and he did nothing. And then, you know, last year he goes out and did what he did, and I didn't draft him anywhere last year. So with Robbie Ray, guys, I think, you know, as I said, big, big second half for the guy. Yeah, Robbie Ray, I had him actually higher than I thought that you would. Um, I had him at 24. Oh, damn. So you moved him up then towards the end of draft season. Yeah, because you know Got what? him way higher than me. I had yeah. him in like 35. You know, it's it just like, I guess, like my thought process going in was, you know, you can't really, you can't really regress that hard and heavy. True. So like, I Especially guess. Especially he's established. You kind of know what right. he could do, you know. Right. We've seen him do it before. So I guess yeah. my thought, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking about what I did because I don't remember what I did yesterday. Have a child and you'll end up <laughs> like me. Um, so. <laughs> You know, like, I guess I was thinking, okay, let me move him up. He earned his respect to at least be somewhat high. But I didn't like the Seattle lineup 
you know, to begin the year, I, I felt like they weren't going to be good at defense. I felt like he was going to suffer from a young team. They finally and, getting it together. Yeah. They're, they're finally pulling it. Together. So every, they're, they're clicking. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Julio is really kind of the spark there. Yeah, so, that was my guy this year. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about somebody that I had high? I had him at 15 at our field coming into the year. So I, I thought I was a little crazy, but it's paid off. Also, by the way, in case nobody's heard, it looks like Julio is doing the home run derby. So that's mm-hmm. going to be exciting to see. I, I love all the young stars are in it. That I'm just excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. But um, Robbie Ray, I think, hands down, is at least try to go out there and try and scoop him if you can. I don't know if anybody's going to, but – you can you could pretty much this is my selling point for you. He's had a lot of light matchups recently, and you're like, oh, it's inflated. And you can talk him out of it, but I think it's here to stay. Yeah. So, um, you know, try and go and uh, snag him up. But let's switch over to some bats, and that's Mister uh, Dansby Swanson. Dansby, I I love this guy, man. One of my favorite players in the league right now. I'm ha- so happy that it's finally clicking for him. I'm blown away though. So like my thing was last year, you know, he kind of like cooled off. He got hurt too, but like he kind of cooled yeah. off. He kind of like leveled off and it wasn't as good. And, but he started off the year hot and I was like, okay. And, I, and you all heard me say this too earlier in the year. I think he's a sell high, right? Well, he's done it for what are we in July? So that's April, May, June, July, four months. Well, the thing is, he, he kind of did have a, a bad April. That is why I wanted to throw him on here. Right. For Dansby in April, he 22 games. Uh, he only hit 216. He had one bomb. He only had eight, eight runs and seven ribbies. So, you know, kind of wasn't there for the first month. But ever since then, literally since the start of May, on May 1st, he had a two-for-four game with an RBI uh, and just uh, two hits, as I said. And he's been great since then, literally. He's been great since April. Yeah, so – I mean, ultimately, I think that he's here to stay. My whole opinion has changed. I think that, you know what, if you were smart enough to draft him, because I wasn't, um, you know, yeah. But I think that, you know, he's ready to rock. And let me just read off his numbers real quick for anybody that doesn't own him and is not smiling ear to ear. Um, Right on the year, it's 55 runs, 14 bombs, 50 uh, ribbies, 14 stolen bases, 14. Last yeah. year in 588 uh, at-bats, he only had nine. Yeah. 14. They're letting the kid run. And, and we're only at 340. So he still has to catch last year another I 248 freaking at-bats. He might get 20. I see him I see him 20-20 this year, definitely. I think he's going to do 30-20. Could. Yeah, he had 27 bombs last year. Right. There's nothing that tells me he can't. And he's batting 297 on the year. Last year, he had 248. I think, personally, I think he said, hey, well, you know what? Time to get that money since Freddie Freeman left. So let me see if I can get a nice contract extension. And also, too, let me step up and be the big dog. Because he's on the older side and been with, been with the Braves for yeah. quite some time. So, you know what? Yeah, he's 28. He's been, he's been around since he's 22. Yeah, so he's stepping up. Um, you know, I think he's trying to grab that face of the organization. He damn well deserves it. So, you know, congratulations, Swanson. I'm I'm on board with you there, man. I actually I'm I own, I have him in one league. Fortunate enough, somebody dropped him after that slow April. I snagged him up, you know, just just on a whim, you know, and it's been working out. 
Out of the last three years, as Matt stated, you know, he kind of faded towards the end of last year, dropped that batting average a little bit. But he was, you know, hot, uh, I'd say, going into the last couple of months there where he started to slow down. But he even had a good 2020. You know, in 2020, Dansby Swanson, you know, he played 60 games at 237 at-bats, which actually led the league. He had 49 runs, 10 bombs, 35 RBIs, 5 steals. And he hit 274, right? So he kind of like was showing us that the potential is still there after being, you know, a high, high pick in the draft, you know, all the way, way back when. And, uh, you know, man, it's just really panning out. I can't really add too much more on to what Matt said that, you know, just the kid's going to be great. Um, I, I love this kid going forward into the future. And I, I don't want us to sound like a broken record here. So uh, let's move on to the next guy. And that's uh, Cedric Mullins, right? And he's really picking it up lately. He's been another guy, a slow starter. I'm going to pull up uh, his first actually couple of months numbers here because I know he, he had a really slow start because, you know, he was actually uh, one of my keepers in uh, one of my other leagues. So um, if baseball reference wants to work with me here, I'll get you his numbers. All right. So, you know what, let's just go, let's do the first month. Let's do April for uh, Cedric Mullins, right? So in April, Cedric Mullins, come on, baseball reference, don't be <laughs> all right because baseball references doesn't want to you know uh, tally up these stats for me here on the month of april total he hit 210 uh let's see here not not a home run i'm doing this myself manually for you guys you know i'm just looking here at the at the stat line and he only had one stolen base so it was one home run one stolen base and he hit 210 in april after going 30 30 last year right and just Everyone was super high on him coming in, but he's been figuring out of late. As I said, he his batting average was at 210 after April. Thanks, baseball reference. You're late. I don't need that anymore. Um, you know, he's hitting 261 now. He's hitting 261. He's got those numbers up. I believe he has seven home runs and 18 steals on the year. So it's 17 steals since April. And uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna not maybe go 30-30 again this year. But you know what? If he gave you the 30 steals and he hit, you know, 16, 17 home runs, you're still not going to be mad at him. Uh, providing steals in a league where steals are down. And, you know, he's going to get that batting average up. I think, you know, he's going to get that batting average up probably around 270 or 280. Once again, if this, is, if this is a guy that you can buy low on and the Orioles have been actually hitting of late, you know, they're really making a, a push for a wild card spot. So I would go out there and see if I could, you know, get a, a Cedric Mullins if I need steel specifically. I wouldn't be counting on him for too, too much else. As I said, power's a little bit down this year. And, you know, the batting average, I don't think he's going to hit 291 again. But, hey, if he could finish the year around 275, I, I call that a win. Yeah. I mean, here, here's my outlook on him. So in the last month, he's hit almost half his stats um, yeah. in, in the run category and in um, ribbies. So he has 15 runs, 12 ribbies. And on the year, he has 47 and 36. So that's nearly half in both. Um, he, there, he, he's only, he's at 340 at 45 at bats on, uh, plate. Yeah. Bats on the, um, uh, the little, 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 little okay. On the, uh, on the year where he had 602 last year. So here's the deal with only one home run over the last year and seven on the, over the last month and only seven home runs on the year. I don't think he's even going to hit 25. I think we're yeah. actually, I, I think we're going to see about 22. Yeah, so probably, I, I, I was even under that. I said maybe 17. Yeah. But still, if he if he reaches 20, guys, that's a success. Yeah. Um, stolen bases, he's at 18. So he's halfway through the season, and he has more than half on the stolen bases. I think he, we might see more. Yeah. So that's so I'll take more stolen bases. Um, I definitely agree in the in the um, batting average department. I think 275 is an, is definitely an obtainable goal. Uh, maybe even see him creep into the 280 if he gets real hot real real soon. Um, and 
the beauty of it, owning him right now is if if what our predictions say is he's at least going to hit from Dom's perspective ten more, me fifteen more. So that's somebody that I'd probably that you're probably happy to own because that's what three months left of fantasy baseball. Yeah, it gives you five home runs a month, you know. Not yeah, be mad at that. That that's one point. That's one point two five a week. Yeah, you're, you're happy with that. That's nice production from you. That that's what you hopefully can expect from him moving forward. And I think he might even hit 40 stolen bases. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Matt? We kind of been rambling on here. Let's just cut through this next one pretty quick. We got a uh, last guy here that we're going to talk about. Uh, we got Marcus Simeon. You know, he's I, I, this one's interesting. I'm going to give you. So from April 5th to June, no, April 8th to June 5th, um, 52 games to Marcus Simeon, right? And, and let's check these stats out. Only 26 runs, only three home runs, only 19 RBIs. And uh, how and eight stolen bases, right? So I mean, he really kind of started off. So he's hitting 196 uh, over that time, right? So just he really, really tough start for uh, Marcus Simeon. But you know what? Let's do. Uh, let me see if I can get his stats from the day after, which was June. Oh, the next game was June 7th for him. So let's do from June 7th to the end of uh, to well, to today. Let's see. All right, he's got that batting average up to 238 on the season, but um. From June 7th to July 12th, Marcus Simeon has played 32 games, 21 runs, nine bombs, 23 RBIs, hitting 303 and six steals. So he's just been really, really good of late, guys, you know, kind of bouncing into that, um, you know, that groove that we all know he has because he's done it in Oakland. You know, he did it in Toronto last year. I don't think anybody was expecting the huge bomb total again. But you know what, guys? Uh, I just I, I think he's rebounded very well, and I'm excited to see what he could do going forward. And he's a guy that you really still might be able to buy kind of low on because the batting average is only at 238. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so here's the beauty of it, right? In terms of home runs, I think the home runs are tangible. I don't think he's hitting 45, but 30 is within reach. And here's the reason why. In the last month, he hit six. He has 12 on the year. He had half his production for home runs this month. So let's go. I think that the home runs in the second half are going to be there. I mean, he's only, he only needs about, what, 18 more? I think he could do that. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could see that. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going a little bit lower than you might. I, I think maybe like 28 bombs, but it's not by much. We're, we're, we're super close. I mean, he's hitting in the last month, too, 283. He has four stolen bases. He has 18 ribbies and 16 runs. I think the production and the counting stats are there for him. I think that he's he's figuring it out for himself. Um, you know, I'm very, very excited for what he's going to do moving forward. And um, you know what? I keep saying this, and he's actually doing it, you know, within the first year of his contract. And I say, guys on new teams. Yeah, yes, sir. New places usually have usually don't have a good first year. He finally figured it out. My guy found a barbecue spot. You know, you live yeah, in yeah, Texas. See, that, that, that's got to be man. one of the fantasy MDs model, guys. Yeah, that's something that we love to preach, both of us here, is that guys on a first-year new team, and that could be any sport. There's so much stuff that goes into that. You know, mm-hmm. if you got, you know, the wife and kids, got to make sure the kids get into a school, got to make sure the wife's happy, got to make sure you got the new house, got to get furniture and all that fun stuff. You know, and sometimes that could, that could eat away at you a little bit when you're getting into a new routine, right? Yeah, I so, mean, look at Freddie Freeman. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, outside of him having everything but home runs, you know, that's something that he, he is just the best hitter in baseball in terms of making contact and getting on base. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's His bombs are down. 
So even when even uh, going off of that, another guy that's a high average hitter that's having a tough time on a first year new team, but he's also hot. He could have even been in this uh, segment that we're doing. Corey Seager, another guy on Texas Rangers. You know, he's been I think he's got five home runs in a, in a row, like five games. He has a home run in each game. So he's another guy that's kind of clicking, you know, as you're getting comfortable. Maybe him and Simeon going to the same barbecue spot, Matt. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're on the same team. They might be. Uh... Yeah. yeah. We're totally rambling here, guys. Forgive us. You know, we went a little bit long here and finger on the pulse, but you know what? We, we normally don't talk about, you know, guys that are, are doing really, really good and stuff like that. Not that we usually just get, do our waiver wise segment and stuff like that. We wanted to highlight some players that we haven't really talked about a lot this year and, you know, just let you guys know who's hot. Right. So now, you know, going into the news, uh, cut me off at any time you like. So uh, the big one here today is um, there's 10 unvaccinated players for KC. They're not going to play the next four games um, at Toronto. Uh, the names are Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benatendi, Hunter Dozier, Cam Gallagher, MJ Melendez, Brady Singer, Brad Keller, Kyle Isabel, Michael A. Taylor, and Dylan Coleman. They will all miss the next four games because they're not unvaccinated. And, you know, um, Canada is doing what they want over there. So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, we got CJ Crone. He's still day to day dealing with that sore wrist after being hit on the wrist. He did play Monday, but I guess he's feeling a little bit sore after that. So, you know, they've been sitting on the past couple of days uh, on a good note. Freddie Peralta has been throwing a multiple bullpen, multiple inning bullpen sessions. He's working his way back from that shoulder strain. They're saying he's a little bit ahead of schedule. We could see him in August, which would be nice for, you know, anyone that drafted him. He was drafted very, very high this year and he's been out a long time. Uh, Frankie Montas, there was some conflicting news at first. The, uh, the A's came out and said that he was going to start this weekend against Oakland, uh, or, or going to start against the Astros for Oakland, but it looks like that's not the case. He's still a little bit, you know, banged up. Um, could be headed for an IL stint here heading into the All-Star break. Might be back after the All-Star break. I would just keep an eye on Frankie Montas because that's a developing situation. Christian Yelich is day-to-day. He's been dealing with a sore back the last few days. Mike Trout also dealing with a sore back. He's day-to-day as well. Then we got Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. Um, You know, he was dealing with that foot issue. Uh, They're saying that, um, you know, he's begun taking dry swings. Uh, He's still a few weeks away, guys. So, you know, once again, keep an eye on Chris Taylor if that's somebody that you're um, waiting to get back. Um, In the better news, we got Lance McCullers Jr. Um, He's dealing with that flexor tendon strain. He's thrown two simulated innings yesterday. He might begin a rehab assignment uh, next week, guys. If he's still floating out there in one of your leagues, you know, might be a little sneaky pickup. I like Lance McCullers, even though he's a little bit injury prone. Uh, then we got uh, Brandon Lau. Uh, he's he went uh, three for four yesterday with two doubles. He's coming working his way back from uh, that back injury. Um, they're saying he could be activated by Friday, guys. I, I totally see that. He's been hot down there in the minors. Uh, then we got uh, Jock Peterson. He's been feeling uh, a little bit sore the last few days in his neck and back. They actually took him out of the game a little bit early today. Um, I would keep an eye on that situation. Once again, uh, he might not might not play the next couple of days, but we will see. He actually declined um, an invitation to the home run derby. So um, that's a little bit, uh, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, then we got uh, Trevor Story. Um, he was hit on the hand by Corey Kluber. The x-rays did come back clean and uh, he should be out a few days, you know. Uh, then we got uh, Starling Marte. Uh, He's still day-to-day with that grind tightness. He hasn't played since the ninth. Um, I would keep an eye on that. Another guy that might not be back until after the All-Star break, keep an eye on. Uh, this last one, guys, is a little bit unfortunate. Somebody I've been touting almost all season. Uh, Tanner Rainey, the closer for the Nationals. Looks like he's headed for Tommy John. Uh, the Nats threw him on the 60-day IL, saying it's a UCL sprain. So with that, you know, that that's that one for Tanner Rainey. But with that being said, guys, we're going to head into the waiver wire segment. 
So, guys, yeah, we're going to head into the waiver wire segment now, and I'm, I'm super, super excited for this one. I don't know if y'all seen, I got the new San Diego Padre City Connect fitted on in honor of this guy, man, and that's, I've been waiting, I've been waiting for a long time, Mr. Estery Ruiz of the San Diego Padres, man, my favorite hitting prospect, you know, for like the last couple of months down in the minors, he's been absolutely dominant, uh, he probably should have got the call a little bit sooner, uh, I'm going to read you his numbers here, uh, across AA and AAA on the year. Right, uh, 77 games for Mr. Ruiz, uh, 291 at-bats. Uh, remember that, 291 at-bats as I read you off these stats. Uh, 84 runs, so that's more than a run per game. 23 doubles, 2 triples, 13 home runs, 46 RBIs, 60 steals. Um, um, that is not a typo. It's 60 steals for Estery, Estery Ruiz, uh, 77 games. He hit 333 across that time. Just been the best hitter in the minor leagues, in my opinion, for the last two months, guys. Um, you know, in his debut, he was hitting eighth yesterday. He went two for four with an RBI. I think the sky is the limit for this kid. He's already up to 30% owned on Yahoo. He's only eligible at second, but he is playing outfield for them. So he will gain outfield eligibility as well, as long as, you know, they keep him out there. And that's where it looks like he's going to play. Uh, guys, throw the kitchen sink at him um, for, for an fab, you know, um, should be your number one waiver pickup. Uh, just I, I can't I can't express enough how excited I am for this kid. I picked him up in every league I have. I advised all everyone I know, go and get him. Just the kid's dominant. He's super fast. Uh, just just going to be a star in this league, in my opinion, guys. Yeah, I mean, so Dom turned me on to him because I had no clue who this kid was. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, he is incredible. Um, he probably is one of those types that's like flew under the radar because nobody really was talking about him anywhere. And, 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 um, he is definitely the truth. We'll see for now how he translates into the bigs, but it looking so, because usually, you know, prospects don't come out and just smack something and here he did. So let's go Ruiz. Um, I'm pretty, pretty excited for you. But, uh, I'll, tell you one, I'll tell you one thing I did notice. Um, they interviewed him after the game, right? And they actually showed a clip. He was sitting with the hitting coach before the game, and they were looking over. Uh, he faced Austin Gomber yesterday, right? So they were. He was. he's a student of the game. That's what I love. I love guys that want to learn and want to get better. So he was sitting with the hitting coach looking at the scouting report on Austin Gomber, and he's like, oh, this is what he throws. This is what his tendencies are. So a guy like that that's coming up and he wants to learn and wants to get better, just my favorite, just my favorite kind of player, dude. Just, just, just a, just a guy you need to go out and grab. Yeah. Sorry if I'm rambling. No, you're good, man. You're good. But uh, let's move on. I think we've, um, you know, sucked him off enough. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly have. Got a little something right here, Dom. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Is it? Got to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on now. <laughs> he paid you better than that. Oh. Uh- <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> anyway, uh, talk about this next guy here. Somebody we've talked about in the past, and that's Ramon Laureano. Um, you know, coming off that, coming off that suspension, you know, he's really killing it. 42% owned, uh, you know, this last month, it's been pretty incredible outside of the batting average, 16 runs, five bombs, 11 uh, ribbies, four stolen bases. He's batting 229, which is whatever, because he was really only like a 250 hitter anyway on last season. So, you know what? He had 341 at bats last year and he's had 209 this year. And he's on the year is 31, 7, 19, and 9, batting 239. And last year was 43, 14, 39, 12, and 246. So if he gets to finish out the rest of the year, gets another 200 at bats, I think that he's at least going to hit 20 bombs. He's going to have the steals there for you. He's going to hit you about 250. And he's going to have his down weeks, of course. 
but I think he's definitely a viable pickup. Somebody that, you know what, if you're hurting from whatever injuries have come up over the last few days, I know trout's been hurt and day to day piling up, you know, people, people are getting hurt these days, you know, might as well scoop him up. See what you can do. He's definitely a nice plug and play piece for when guys go down or on off days, you know, he's somebody that's going to be very valuable, valuable for you down the stretch. Cause he's going to be a five, well, four, four category contributor because yeah, batting average is going to be here and there on the weeks. He's hot. He's hot. But other than that, still, still a okay in my book. Yeah. You know, as Matt said, uh, Ramon is uh, somebody that we've talked about on the podcast before. And uh, what I, what I have been saying is, is Ramon Moriano in Oakland, they're selling at the deadline, right? They're going into total rebuild. And this guy, you know, he's getting a little, you know, not too old, but 27 years old. I don't think they really see him as a big part of their future plans. So Ramon Laureano could be on the move to a contender, you know, so I think uh, I'll tell you this. It's tough to get excited when you're playing on a bad team. As an athlete, I've played my whole life. I've been on some bad teams and it's tough to, you know, get it going every game when you, when you kind of just know you're going to go out there and lose on most nights. Right. So if he goes back to a contender across his first two years, uh, Ramon hit 288 in both seasons in 2018 and 2019. He hit 288. Uh, you know, he's a big steals guy, he's super fast. There's even a little pop in that bad. He should wind up with at least, you know, I'd say around maybe, you know, close to 20 bombs, uh, definitely over 20 steals. I think he can get to 25 steals uh, total, not the rest of the way, but uh, total numbers. And he, he's just, a, he's, a, he's a good baseball player. He plays a decent outfield. So I, I just see him moving to a contender and snag him now. Snag him going into all-star break. You could wait until the weekend. I don't think anybody's picking him up. Uh, wait until, wait until, you know, during the all-star break and then uh, headed into the trade deadline. I think this guy could be, uh, you know, somebody who uh, is an impact bat in the second half, right? So uh, next guy up, we got uh, Yandy Diaz, right? Uh, this is somebody, if, you, if you've been around, he was, a, he was a pretty big prospect coming up, but he never really panned out. Uh, this year, he's looking pretty good so far, though. You know, he's a batting average guy. Um, on the season, uh, Mr. Yandy Diaz has played 79 games, 267 at-bats, 39 runs, three bombs, 23 RBIs, a steal, and he's hitting 303. So now the thing with him is, you know, um, he's, he's more, his career, he's a 276 hitter. You know, um, the runs are good, too. So, you know, he's definitely contributing in runs and batting average. As far as everything else goes, though, not really going to get too much out of him, but he's been hot of late. So, you know, it's kind of like a juice to orange situation. He's eligible at first and third on Yahoo. And we know third base has been horrible this year. So if you're hurting at third base, he's at least he's going to, as Matt, as my brother always says, you find batting average off the waiver wire, you know, it's, it's, it's super, super helpful. So 31% owned on Yahoo for Yandy Diaz. Go snag him if you need, if you're hurting at third base and you need some batting average. Yeah, Yandy, Yandy's somebody that's like a fantasy darling. Always a name that's thrown around before he goes and gets hurt and gets a case of the Montesis for the year. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, he 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 definitely is valuable going into the second half. If he gets a fair shot of the second half without somehow pulling his flangey, um, he'll be he'll be definitely be a fantasy contributor. Um, I like the upside of him, especially for the second half. Um, that that Tampa Bay team is really good. I think that he's going to bring a lot to it and, you know, he's going to help everyone around him. Um, you know, I'm, it's exciting. Uh, let's, let's hope he actually gets to stay, stay there, but let's move on to our last bat here. And that's going to be Carlos Santana. You know, not the, uh, not the singer, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you guys been watching baseball over the last year since 2010, yeah. he's been, this guy's been around. He's the 12, uh, 12 year vet, 13 year vet at this point, Mr. Yeah. Santana. I'm going to get him a nice wheelchair, um, but he stayed healthier than, um, than uh, Montessi. 
and uh, he's like 87. Matt, where's, so. where's the haterade, Matt? Where's the haterade? Oh, Is it there? It's here. That's right for the, for the, the Adalberto Mondesi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I got to make fun. Um, yeah, we like to have fun around here. But, uh, you know, in the last month, he's been killing it. 14 runs, 14, uh, four bombs, 14 ribbies, batting 324. You know, he's really killing it. The last week, 636, batting 357. You know, let's go. He's a pickup, ride the wave situation. Um, Santana has always been somebody that's reliable and stretches, not a whole season solution. Because, I mean, last year he batted 214, but when he's hot, he's hot. And that's usually when he gets most of his stats. So, you know, if you're in like an NFBC league or somebody's just really has somebody down that's going to be out for just a, like a little bit of hair, like taking a little IL stint, he's worth the pickup. And he has that first base eligibility. So, you know, first base really isn't that hot anyway. So if you're waiting on somebody that's down, scoop them up. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Um, I'm going to just throw out this because, Matt, you did a great job there with the analysis. Um, just the thing is, is uh, he got traded uh, a couple weeks ago from um, Kansas City to Seattle. And once again, you know, Kansas City is, is an all right team, but Seattle's, Seattle's going to make a playoff push here. And it looks like he got motivated. So it's been 12 games since Carlos Santana got traded to Seattle. In those 12 games, he's got nine runs. He's got three bombs. He's got six RBIs. Um, and he's hitting 282, and also he's got a seven walks to 10 strikeouts, so you love that. He knows how to take his walks, got a good eye. And like I said, the batting average is up to 282. So, you know, it might wind up being a juice to orange situation here for Carlos Santana. You know, he's 10% owned on Yahoo. I'd say you give him a shot. You need a little power in your lineup. It looks like he's driving runs in and he's scoring runs. So, you know, at least he's giving you three out of the five categories, you know, that most leagues count. And if you're in an OBP league, his OBP is great, as I mentioned. Guy knows how to take a walk. So, uh, you know, that's uh, Carlos Santana, guys. We're going to move into some pitchers here, you know, and as I've been saying, guys, you know, bear with us here because, you know, it's slim pickings on the waiver wires uh, right now. So I'm going to I'm just going to go with one of my boys. You know, I touted him before um, he came back from the injury and he's been back and he's been all right. And that's uh, Drew Rasmussen of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, you know, he's just been useful on the year. It's 66 innings, five wins, 57 Ks, a 311 ERA, and a 119 whip. So, you know, he, he's been pretty good. Uh, I know he's got a tough matchup with Boston coming up. So you might might not want to throw him out there against Boston. They've been hot lately. But, hey, you know what? Um, as I said, 55% owned. If you snag him up and you wait till after the All-Star break, I know he's got some good matchups coming up then. So, you know, with uh, Mr. Rasmussen, just pick him up. He was good last year for the race, too. I think uh, out of all the guys we're going to talk about today, he might be uh, my number one. Yeah, Drew is good. Um, I got nothing against him. I feel like uh, he, he's probably going to figure it out. He's really not a K for nine guy. But you know what? He's definitely a quality guy. And, I mean, depending on the leagues and what kind of stats you're looking for, he's going to get you some get you some categories um, that aren't in, you know, standard five by five. He's a good pitcher overall. Um, but let's move on to um, Marco Gonzalez, somebody I picked up actually last week, and I'm excited that he's going to get to start tomorrow. Um, right? Tomorrow? Yep, tomorrow. Um Against the Texans, it's a decent matchup. I mean, you got to work out, watch out for Simeon and um, and the Seager, but ultimately he's, but he's been he's been on a tear. It's not like he's a K per nine guy either. You know, he's not really going to help you in that, but he's going to help you in the in the um, ERA category. He's going to help you out in the um, win category because he does play for the Marlins. Um, no, not the Mar- Mariners. Yeah, Mariners. Sorry, get them all mixed up. You know, they're both fishes. Sorry, you um, <laughs> you're good. You're good. And he, he has a great ERA. I mean, shoot, on the year he's back, he, he has 324 in the last month. He has 251. But, you know, he has 11 Ks out of 32 innings in the last month. So, like, that's the downside to, to Marco Gonzalez. 
but he's definitely a nice little spot start. And I think I'm willing to roll him out this week. I'm actually pretty excited to roll him out. He's going to help me out very well, you know, especially yeah. going up against you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with uh, Marco Gonzalez here, I- I'll say the-, the thing is, is he suppresses runs, right? He just, he's not a guy that normally gives up a lot of runs over the past four years. You know, he's uh hasn't had a ERA over four, which is, you know, pretty useful. Um, the only thing I don't like is the whip is a little high this year at a one three one. So you I mean uh, that that's a little shaky. And as Matt said, he's not really a K per nine guy. So I, I think he's he's more of a matchups play. You know, if you if you like the matchup, you throw him out there. As Matt said, you know he's uh, touting him out there this week. So thirty one percent on to Marco Gonzalez. And uh, go if if you if you're desperate, you need a guy to throw out there. I'd say he's definitely uh, he's definitely useful. So with that being said, we're going to move into a couple other guys that might not be as useful, but uh, let's talk about Reed Detmers, right? You know, um, he's been up and down lately. You know, he threw the no-hitter, I believe it was either last year or two years ago. I'm not 100% sure if it was either last year or the year before, but he has thrown a no-hitter in his young career already. He's only 22 years old. He was a highly touted prospect. Um, So on the year, he hasn't been great, but uh, since he came back from the minors, uh, he actually got sent down struck out 14 in a minor league uh, start, and then they called him right back up after that. So on the year, you know, Reed Detmer's got a 4-2-2 ERA, uh, 64 innings, 51 Ks. Um, you know, the whip is very nice, though. I like that 104 whip. So that kind of shows you he's got good control. He knows what he's doing with the ball there. Uh, let's just uh, – let's see. I don't think he's that highly owned, to be honest with you. Let's he's check. 11% owned. There you go, Matt. He's 11% owned. So you can go out there and snag him in uh, any league pretty much. He does get Houston this week, so I don't think I'm throwing him out there against Houston. But like I said, you know, all-star breaks coming up. You know, that schedule might uh, wind up looking a little bit better there for Mr. Reed Detmers. You could totally do worse than him. Once again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not touting him out uh, against the Astros, to be honest. That's just not something I want to do. But in his last start against Baltimore, he went six innings, struck out seven, didn't give up a run, and only had a 050 whip. So, you know what? He looks like he's turning things around at, at 22 years old. This kid's got a bright future ahead of him, uh, my opinion. That's again, that's Reed Detmers, guys. Yeah, let's see what he can do. I mean, uh, and we're throwing him out there probably for more of a next week play. But yeah, um, yeah. we're after the All Star break, you know? Yeah. Uh, forget it's next week. Oh, there's yeah. no, there's no baseball next week. A little bit, I believe it's Monday to Thursday. There's no baseball. It comes back next Friday, I believe. Dirty. Um, yeah, I'm, I know, right? I remember real quick. I remember at the beginning of the year, the first day that baseball is on, and I was watching uh, MLB tonight. Oh, what's the guy's name? I forget the guy with the hair. Um, I mean, it's definitely not me then. Yeah, no, um, the dude, dude's got, dude's got some flow going on, and uh, he was like, "This is the." Uh, you know, last times uh, until July when there'll be no baseball. And I'm like, Woo! <laughs> and then it's, you know, it's July now and there's no, a little, no baseball next week. So I, I feel, I feel that Matt. Yeah. But um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, he, he's uh he's definitely worth at least the scoop. If you scoop, you know, if, if anything, wait till Sunday and then just hold him and see what his matchup's going to be in the next week. Yes, but yes. let's talk about somebody that's been flexing their muscles and that's uh, Chris flexing, not to be a cornball. <laughs> But, um, you know, he's been killing it recently, um, you know, against San Diego of all teams, which is a good good lineup. He got the W. He got eight Ks, gave up no runs, and had a 105 whip. You know, another good – like, you know, the kid's just having a, having an up-and-down year, but I think the last, last two weeks have shown that, hey, he's worth an ad. And he's on Seattle again, which is a good lineup. So he's maybe somebody that's trending in the upward direction for next – for the second half, um, you know, solidness. But at least, you know what, we might be able to hold him through the next couple of matchups and see what he can do for us. 
the last two weeks, two wins, 11 Ks, 213 ERA with a 126 whip. It's a little bit on the high side, but whatever. But through 12, 12 innings. So I'm all about it. You know, he might be able to get you something. Uh, I don't even know if he's actually starting this week because I think he had uh, it yesterday. Yeah, I think he went and got up against the Nats yesterday. Had a pretty good start. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to get the weekend start. Maybe Sunday um, yeah. if we're lucky. Um, then against Texas too, so. It'll be a decent matchup. If not, you know, you'll have them. They'll have them for next week. Um, you know, for your your next week matchups, which could be very, very, very uh, beneficial for you. Yeah, with Chris Flexen, guys, you know, he's not having the the best year on the whole uh, so far this, uh, you know, this year. But last year he was useful, right? So let's start out Chris, Chris Flexen's numbers from last year. Last year, Flexen had 14 wins, uh, six losses, a 3-6-1 ERA across 31 starts, 179.2 innings, 125 Ks, not really a K guy. And the whip was a 1-2-5. So we're just kind of saying that, you know, it, it is getting harder to find pitchers off the waiver wire. And if you are looking for somebody, you know, Chris Flexen is a, is a decent throw. You know, it might be, it might be a, a dart throw from across the room. But, hey, you know what? Sometimes it lands on that bullseye, right? So we're going to wrap things up here with a couple of closers. And, one, and this segment's actually getting harder and harder to do as well, right? So the first one we're going to throw out there is somebody who got the save, I believe it was yesterday. And we've talked about this guy on the podcast before. That's Alexis Diaz. And in case you guys didn't know, that's Edwin Diaz's little brother, uh, the closer for the Mets. So it runs in the family. And we all know how good, uh, you know, Edwin's been on the year. I think he has more strikeouts than, um, I believe it was uh, strikeouts, uh, more strikeouts than walks this year, like by a lot, by like a big dominant number, right? So, um you know, uh, on the year for Alexis Diaz, his little brother, you know, he's got uh, two wins, uh, two one eight ERA in 30 games, 33 innings pitched, 42 Ks. So he's a strikeout guy like his brother and a clean one whip. So this guy's really, really good. If, you know, Cincinnati decides to let him, um, you know, run with the job, as I said, he got the last save for them. So the thing is, is, um, you know, I believe that he was throwing Hunter Strickland out there in the ninth innings, you know, recently, but I think Alexis Diaz totally deserves it. And right now, if you weren't able to get, you know, like a Gratterall we talked about yesterday and a couple of, on the last podcast and uh, a couple other guys that we threw out there as well on closers, you know, Alexis Diaz is uh, not a bad option right now. At, at minimum, he's going to give you strikeouts, good ERA and a good whip. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying go out there and snag him right now. Let's just uh, what does he own? Matt, you got his ownership uh, percentage there? I don't actually. Uh, Sorry. 10, 10%. 10% for Alexis Diaz on Yahoo, guys. So uh, go out there and snag him. Yeah. Three saves on the year, by the way, too. And you got the most recent one for the Reds. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely worth the flyer. But let's move on to um, to the next one, and let's wrap it up after this. It's Washington's closer. Yes, since since my guy, unfortunately, is having TJ, Tannerini, um, you know, it's time to figure out who's who's going to replace the two, uh, two candidates are going to be Kyle Finnegan, who I've never heard of, or Steve Shishak. Yeah. Or Steve Shishak, who actually has been fantasy relevant and has been a relevant closer in the league before, who I think will probably get the job if I had to pick out of the two. Um, Steve Shishak has had a nice track track record with just being a closer in general. He's always been kind of reliable. Um, last year, he didn't he have too much. For the Marlins back yeah. Back. So, you know, he hasn't he hasn't had an actual starting job in the last couple of years. But you know what? I mean, between COVID and whatnot, it is what it is. But, I mean, we'll see who gets the save opportunities after this week because, I mean, my guy just got diagnosed literally, what, yesterday? So we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see what happens tomorrow, and we'll see how it all plays out. I think he'll just end up with the job, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I hear you, Matt. I'm going to be honest. If, uh, 
I, I couldn't I couldn't even guess who gets the job here because neither one of them have good numbers on the year. Right. At this point, this is this is like a deep league ad, guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll take Alexis Diaz over both of them in my opinion, but um right. uh it, it's tough, guys. It's it's really, really as Matt said, uh Shishak might get the chance here because you know he's had the opportunity and to be a good closer in the past and he's executed on that. Um but you know what? Finnegan last year actually wasn't too bad. Um, he had a three five five ERA. He had eleven saves for the Nats last year. Uh, sixty six innings, sixty eight Ks, and a one four eight WHIP, which is absolutely horrendous. So um, I don't know, uh, guys, to kind of take your pick there. I'm not really gonna recommend either one of them. I just wanted to let you guys know that one of these two will probably be closing for the Nationals. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was a committee. So um, I'm going to say do the due diligence yourself on this one, guys, and kind of uh, read the hand that the, you know, the Nats are throwing out there. But um, other than that, guys, uh, we're going to wrap things up here for the Fantasy MDs today. Uh, don't forget to enter the giveaway and, you know, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a little five-star on uh, Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to us. But until uh, next week, I will throw this out there. Uh, Matt and I are getting together this uh, this weekend, so maybe we'll hop on. Maybe we'll do a quick uh, Q&A on a live or something like that on YouTube. So just be on the lookout. If we're, if we're, if we're feeling up to it, we'll do it. I'm not making any promises, but um, just uh, keep an eye out. So until then, guys. Yep, and uh, no promises with State of Mind will be in. Peace. Yeah, ex- <laughs> that as well. That as well. Peace out, guys.